Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Hi, Martin. Hey, Denise. Do you know what? We're up to episode six already. Can you believe it? Well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> what it's amazing the amount of... Well, I think we're going to talk about stress, but uh, or what it, what does that word mean? Because it means different things to different people. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, even this podcast, which I really enjoy, mm. <laughs> it's fun to talk to you far more than I thought when we first planned this. We thought it was, <laughs> oh, we'll just get together and chat. And it'll be... No, it's way more than that. But even good stress is stress. Mm. And so I think that it's it's worth mentioning and, and talking about that. So what do you what's the most common reason that people come to you where stress is mentioned? Stress usually is because um people are overwhelmed, too many things happening at once that perhaps mm-hmm. stretch them, take them out of the comfort zone, or too many things that are happening that are all unusual things, uh, one-off mm-hmm. events. I mean, a wedding can be stressful, a really nice occasion, oh. but nevertheless, very, very stressful. Right, particularly if it's your own, yes. <laughs> if anything, to do, anything to do with the planning of a wedding, that can be very stressful. Planning for anything, because there's so many moving parts. Mm. So so let's say a house move, that's one of the most stressful things, isn't it, we're told? hmm it is indeed, even though it may be much wanted mm. and, and a good thing. Uh, of course, it can sometimes not be, but but for the most part, people plan for it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they, you know, they want to. If we always tell ourselves, oh, I'm going to declutter. <laughs> uh, so that's part of that's part of the stress. You know, it's going through your memories and looking at all of those things. Do you uh, do you get people coming to you who who are are bothered stressed by clutter? Uh, I can't I can't think of one off the top of my head in particular stressed by clutter specifically. No, but stress through overwhelm. Yes. Um, yes. In, in clutter fact, of the mind. Yeah. One one person described their desk where they work as being really cluttered and nothing's in order and this that and the other, and they said mm-hmm. that they felt their mind was exactly the same. Yeah, so, that's so, a good, so what, a good metaphor. Go tidy the desk same. then. <laughs> right, and that that's the thing. We tend to want to fix everything at one time. Yeah. You know, it's just that uh, we don't have magic wands. We're just going to start in one place and work on one thing and then maintain that one thing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it's, that's the trick. You know? Yeah, I mean, I always say with anything, if, you, if you're at a crossroads where you want to start making improvements or changes, Work out how you can maintain where you are, first of all, and then pick one thing to improve on uh, and Mm -hmm. to progress with. So it's because the the trick is managing to maintain everything at the same time before you can step forward. Some people are still trying to get their heads above water in terms of maintaining everything that they have to maintain, you know, twisting all the plates they need to twist in their life. Right. I do Um, think that sometimes it's, it's sort of almost as if they're trying to outrun the stress. So they're going to move oh. to the next thing before they finish this yeah, thing? Yeah, I've never thought of it like that, yeah. Yeah. 
So that is most most commonly. I mean, people who come to me because they want to lose weight, for <laughs> example, sounds like well, that should be just because you're eating too much, and you. But why are you eating too much? And is stress part of it? Mm. It does wreak havoc with your hormones, which wreaks havoc with your <laughs> with your appetite and and your ability to exercise. There's so many aspects where stress can be. You can help with stress, even if the stressor is still there it is mm. your attitude to that stress that really hypnosis can help with as can many mindful practices mm, yeah i mean I, I i always say in terms of um, stress and anxiety it it's not the stressor as you call it the the thing that's causing the problem it's the way you think about that problem that causes mm -hmm. the stress um i.e let's take a house move something like that if mm -hmm. every time you think about every single thing that's involved in the house move, you, you're getting overwhelmed, it's your reaction to that. Um, not everybody gets stressed out with moving house. Um, some people take it in the stride. Some people are very methodical. They'll write down the 15 important things that need to be done and go through it like clockwork. Other people aren't that well organized. Or they, I, think, I, I think that's very often when it's something that's new to you. Mm. Um. People who are in the military get moved every five minutes, it feels like, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, they become extremely good at moving and it stays with them when they're out of the forces. <laughs> they're always going to be right on. No, exactly. But it's still stressful because they're still, you've got to deal with all of the, the packing and am I forgetting this? And did I mm. remember to cancel the electric? And have I managed to remember to turn it on at the next place I'm going to be? All of those things. But it's also the stress of... If it's a significant move, it's not just moving to the next street. You've got to new friends and make sure that you've told all your old friends. And now you're going to have to find schools for the children. There are so many moving parts that without a good list, you're sunk. Mm. <laughs> what about over there as well? It's not just a matter of moving areas. Some people move interstate and then it's different rules and regulations. And oh, do you, do you need to change your driving, driving license? license? Say you move from your state to California. Would you have yes. to change your driving Within license? Uh, from here to Pennsylvania, which is 20 minutes up the road, state is different. You mm. get three months of living in the new state before you, you have to change your license. And you must register your car in the, in the new state. Mm. Um, I, I assume it's pretty much the same as you. I think it would be easier for people to think of the United States as the European Union. Yeah, right? They're unified, yeah. but they're very different rules on certain things. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking about how... That. <clears throat> excuse me when we were still in the eu for example yeah we could move easily to say spain or portugal but all the things like a driving license and car you'd have to change that yeah in your new country yeah so yeah that, would be, that for... would be stressful i would imagine right the biggest stress is trying to figure out when their opening times are and can you take time off work to go stand in line to get it done uh, <laughs> yeah but, uh, I mean, yeah yeah as i say i, I can imagine being well stressed out i've had to go through all that as well as the normal things in a house move mm -hmm. so you do get the, you do get three months that helps yeah. that what, helps what other things cause stress i mean what one thing um that hits me straight away is uncertainty i think that can cause a lot of stress mm -hmm. well that's you're uncertain in a move anything which isn't exactly the same as yesterday is mm. stress right because everything that happens to you the good and the bad is a stressor mm. so 
I mean, not as benign, perhaps, as the mailman arriving. That's hardly a, a stress, but it depends on what you think is going to be in the mail. Some letters can be very stressful. Well, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're dreading a letter off the bank or a, a, a bill right. coming tax in, man. for example. Yeah, a, a bill from the tax man. Yeah, you're going to be sat there dreading the postman arriving every day. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, well, it's that uncertainty, though, isn't it? We do like repetition. We like... Right. And we like even the bad stuff more mm. than the unknown good stuff, because it might not turn, you know, you, you look forward to something and it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. And for some people, yes, it's wonderful. Uh, but but even then. Until it happens, it, it, it isn't real. So you mm. your subconscious is saying, no, 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 stay here, stay here where it's safe, where we know what's going on. Don't don't change, which is stressful. Is that why you think people may bury their heads in the sand, to use a, a metaphor, when big changes are happening and leave things to the last minute? Yeah. And then, then yeah. they're overwhelmed. So Yeah, yeah. until it's inevitable and it's actually happening. Mm. They no, don't want to deal with it. Yes, I think that very much is the case. Not consciously, obviously. This is, mm. this is just the way that, yeah. Um, but, but isn't it fair maybe like say, you know people how people forget dentist appointments that used to be the traditional thing that people forgot because it's something that they're not really looking forward to so that's just like just, it's not really happening yeah, yeah. conveniently forget it <laughs> yeah but on the other hand though isn't stress a motivator well without that, that's a, it's not necessarily bad stress so yes everything Anything that's, it's like the object that's at, at rest doesn't act until something acts upon it. So mm. it's not, without, without something telling you to get up in the morning, to go downstairs, to go to work, without something acting on you, you just mm. sit like a lump, you know? And so we need to think, we need to think of stress as just things which are happening and mm. we need to change the way we, respond to that stress it's the anxiety about it it's the i can't cope mm. i can't cope i can't cope i can't cope yes you can just take a deep breath and there are so many people who can help you with all of those things if you have a weird letter from a tax man there are people that deal with weird letters from a tax man at the tax office there's an ombudsman <laughs> there's, there's attorneys there's there's lots of ways that you can address it physically but there's also the emotional side of it mm. of just taking a deep breath and realizing there's just one more thing and you can get through these things one step at a time mm. that's I it, think though. yeah that, that's um that, that's something though it again we're talking about overwhelm then if people just leave things and leave things then they get to the point of overwhelm um, well i think that's i think that's what they're speaking when they say i'm stressed they mean mm. i'm overwhelmed they don't mean that something happened because something happens every day many times it's it's their response to stress mm. so. and those those responses can then encourage you know repetitive negative thinking cycles exactly. um, and, and of course if you keep telling yourself you can't do something you can't do something you're going to believe it you can't do it yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah and also the, the other the the Part of it too is i don't have time i don't have time well there's 24 hours a day for every single person on the planet yeah doesn't matter whether they change the time this week or not it's still 24 hours mm. <laughs> and there are ways of for a start getting a decent night's sleep yeah don't stay up until three o'clock in the morning to get something done get a decent night's sleep you can tackle something so much easier if you're well rested mm. 
Yeah, I mean, th this is where I'm now just for the benefit of our listeners and viewers, um, thinking about the difference between, for example, hypnotherapy and say life coaching. Your life coach might be able to teach you how to do these things with your bills separately and deal all with that kind of thing. But from a hypnotherapist, hypnotist point of view, where would we step in? It would be to relax people enough to be able to put things in perspective and see these things for themselves. Mm -hmm. Which is very, very similar to what a life coach does. They don't, um, well, they shouldn't fix things. Mm. They are there to help you realize that you've got the resources within you. They just mm. achieve that somewhat more slowly than hypnosis does. Mm. Um, it's it's up, and a lot of hypnosis is coaching. You, know, yeah. you spend time talking to people, um, just allowing them to recognize their own resources. Mm. And of course, once they've recognized them in hypnosis, then we can then feed them back to them so that the subconscious hears the message as well as the conscious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always think it's interesting to see, I don't know if you notice this with your clients, I always find it's interesting to see what I call the light bulb moment when the penny mm -hmm. suddenly drops with them that, yes, I can deal with this, I can sort this. Right, right. Or the real excitement that they, they call you back a couple of days after a session and said, I did the thing. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah or texts get text yes, telling me yes. i've done this i've done that that's always great to hear um yeah. but yeah it, it's stress they say stress is a killer um i mean if somebody is it's our response to stress yeah yeah our response to it if somebody's totally stressed then again from i mean you're a medical doctor from from a medical doctor's knowledge and point of view you've got all sorts happening in your body if you're stressed haven't you you yeah Adrenaline, cortisol, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it can it can cause an imbalance with the gut biome, can't it? Oh, it it throws everything off. Yeah, yeah. And and really, if people, this is why um, it, mindfulness has become so popular. Mm. But but unfortunately, tends not to be done properly. I mean, if you really study yoga and if you study meditation and you do this in a regular way, it will help. Mm. <laughs> but but it tends to be, well, I went to meditation last week. <laughs> no, yeah. this is something you do every, every day. day. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's the same with yoga. I don't do it. I've never done it, but I've watched it. And of course, mm -hmm. all the breathing exercises are there, the, the sense of calm. Sure, it'll lower your blood pressure. Sure, it'll, you know, slow your heart rate down and, and get you into a good place. But again... It's something, you know, you've got to do on a regular you basis. You need to maintain. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. is, you know, in a sense, true of hypnotherapy. I'm not suggesting that it's it's not particularly with things like weight loss. Okay, we will talk about it. We'll we'll get you into a, to a space that's good for you. But you can mm. still override that by bad habits. You can still decide, oh, well, I've been hypnotized. I'm losing weight. I'm going to go and eat a chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> We do, we do have to help our subconscious sometimes, consciously. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, anybody who's trying to override hypnosis and the hypnosis isn't going to work, is it? Um, exactly. If, if, if they're consciously resisting it, then because as, as we know, we've said it many times, you can't be hypnotized unless you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to be, if you're a willing participant, if you trust the process, then yeah, oh boy, oh boy, can you be hypnotized? <laughs> yeah. And it can make a huge difference mm. with your stress levels. But I, I really think that the biggest um, 
biggest bang for your buck is to get a decent night's sleep. Absolutely. I mean, with that, yeah. Well, I, I do it with every client. Several nights sleep. I say a decent night's sleep, but no. Every, Continuing every on yeah. every night. Yeah. I mean, I, I do from from my initial consultation onwards. Uh, my clients are given a recording to listen to every night to help them sleep better. Um, mm -hmm. Everything does start with a good night's sleep. It's it's one of those things, and I've found this with all sort of treatments. It's the simplest things that seem to have the greatest effect. A good night's sleep. Get a good mm -hmm. night's sleep. Everything will function better. Eat breakfast, even if you don't normally eat breakfast. Eat breakfast. Um, you know, break that fast, basically. In the morning, mm -hmm. it brings the stress levels down. You're not in hunter mode once you've eaten something. Um, that's that's the way I, I think you yeah, That's the way yeah. I like to explain it. Um, because especially, again, with weight loss, people think, oh, yeah, I've gone all day without eating. It's great. And then they just pick out at nighttime. Worst thing you can mm -hmm. possibly do. Because um, part of that, part of that is um, taking the time to eat, probably, you know, be, you know, sit down, have your meal, mm. and then do something else. Don't do that while scrolling through your email or driving the car to work. That's not really what you're talking about it's not just the caloric intake it's taking time really i think the the biggest thing is for and this is where life coaching comes in as well as hypnosis mm. it's honoring your physical and emotional needs mm. so that if if you've got you know you've got a lot, lot on your plate honoring yourself enough to say no i am not taking on this additional tax now the tax man's letter yes you're probably gonna have to pay some attention mm. to that but there's always a time thing you don't have to respond to it immediately no you have to make sure you put it in your diary and you make sure you make the right appointments but if task switching is not efficient so if you're going to deal with something deal with that thing and then move to the next thing and deal with, with that thing even if it's pieces of that thing for blocks of time yeah absolutely so we're talking about not multitasking here Right, um, right. Yeah, going from one thing to another. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. But when people are an over, when people are an over one, that's what they tend to do because they're just going and this and this and this and this and this, and and nothing's happening. You're just spinning the wheels. Yeah, they're trying to do six things at once, and they won't do any of them successfully. Uh, Correct. Or, or and it makes it feel worse. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I always describe that as like having twenty tabs open on the internet. Mm -hmm. You're flicking from one to the other, one to the other, and you're not bothering to just relax concentrate on one thing watch one podcast and, or whatever and you've and you've slowed your computer's speed yeah as well <laughs> <laughs> which is also happening with your mind while this is going on yeah yeah i mean i i, I like analogies with computers and minds actually yeah yeah, yeah. it but, does work well what, what did we do before computers came along aside from not being able to do this talk to somebody across the ocean so easily <laughs> yeah it, it still never ceases to amaze me actually being the generation i am i can remember the pocket calculator being invented mm -hmm. that's bad, that's bad. <laughs> go, go, just going back to, now here's uh, another thing you're laughing and that's another thing that really helps with stress yeah and anxiety and well you know just even um have you ever taken a, a laughing yoga that was very big a little while ago no you can, it, tell me it's, tell me it's about not, that it's not that yoga it's not yoga it's laughing you just laugh. You just fake laugh. And eventually, yep. if you do it for long enough, it becomes genuine. I mean, because you could also cheat, get YouTube and find something you know is going to make you laugh. Just watch it. But it is just the act of laughing. It increases mm. your oxygenation and it will reduce your stress levels. So well, you breathe that. Deep you might look a little strange. Here's a letter. 
here's a letter from the tax man. I'm going to laugh my head <laughs> off. But yeah, do that for a little bit and then get on with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like that as, as well. I realize that when you're smiling rather than laughing, you're not doing all the physical things that you do when you laugh. I mm -hmm. nice, deep, hearty breathing. But right. they do say, don't they, if you can force a smile, it sort of reverse engineers itself neurologically right. Um, right. rather than you thinking nice thoughts and you're smiling. Yes. If you smile, How, you get back however, to nice thoughts. A, a caveat. You need to say that to yourself. Do not say to somebody else, oh, mm. smile. <laughs> <laughs> this is no for yourself. Mm. Tell yourself to smile. Mm. Or smile at somebody because it's usually reciprocal. Yeah, I mean. Right? If it's like a yawn, if you smile at somebody, they'll tend to smile back. If you yawn, the person will yawn. <laughs> that, that's the thing, though, isn't it? You know, if you're out somewhere and just unexpectedly, I'm not talking in a creepy way now, but unexpectedly, somebody smiles at you that you perhaps didn't expect to. Maybe you've mm -hmm. gone in a shop and the shopkeeper's got a little bit of a stern face, that type of person. But when you mm -hmm. actually go up to the counter, they give you a lovely smile. And don't you think that makes you feel better? It does Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, like you say, yawning's contagious. Smiles can be as well, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it always makes me feel better. If, if I get a smile at somebody when I'm not expecting it, um, mm -hmm. that, that, that can make me feel really good. Or if you've done something nice for somebody, like held the door open and they really give you a smile of appreciation, you know, that the police, somebody's done something nice for them. Right. Um, yeah, which is really a, a, a reminder to take all of the little tiny good things that happen mm. in the day that can go on, you know. There have been a lot of viral videos of, of people, you know, picking up a piece of litter that inspires somebody to do another nice thing and inspires somebody to do another nice thing. You see this ripple effect mm. across people's lives. But this is true in your household, too. You know, the kids are probably stressed if you're moving house because they don't know where they're going either. Even if they are only going the street over, that can be very stressful. And so everybody's attitude is going to affect everybody else's attitude. And it's the attitude to stress that's the issue, not the stress mm. itself. Mm. So when we're stressed and anxious, um, you know, we're more likely to be operating from the primitive side of our brains, aren't we? We're more likely to be on red alert, looking out for mm -hmm. trouble and what yep. have you. Yep. Because it's that sense of overwhelm and there, mm. there's, there's danger everywhere in that case. So ringing phones when you're not expecting them to or pings on your phone well, mm. <laughs> more commonly than rings these days but yeah. if, if we're on guard and we're operating from that side of the mind then um you know for the benefit of our listeners we're talking about the primitive side of the brain what's commonly known as the fight flight side of the brain when we're operating right. from that, that side of the brain though we we then start to think more negatively anyway because that side of the brain doesn't reason things out does it doesn't no it doesn't think it's logically. not supposed to it's not no. it's not it's not intended to do that it's intended to respond with a with a danger response if, mm. if it's appropriate somewhere in your primitive mind for you to run you'll run even if it's or or freeze mm. or, if you freeze, or start yelling you, at people yeah or start yelling at people mm. yeah anger well anger is just a primitive form of self-defense isn't it to scare off exactly. our enemies um yeah. but but if if we freeze that's because the fight or flight side of the brain is given the other side of the brain a chance to suss out what's happening to you know ascertain what the problem is if it is a problem that's why so so use that to take a deep breath and actually think through the problems mm. not say ah 
before responding <laughs> to something. Yeah, I mean, that's why mm -hmm. if we're in a restaurant and everybody's laughing and joking and eating away, and then we suddenly hear a big loud bang crash because the waiter's dropped a tray full of glasses or dishes, everybody will instantly go quiet, won't they? Mm -hmm. Maybe apart from the person suffering with PTSD from Afghanistan or something, but generally everybody else will go hush quiet for, what, 20, 30 mm -hmm. seconds? That's the reaction from everybody in there because their fight, flight, freeze side of the brain switched yeah. it over to the other yeah. side. But you're right. Anybody who is hypervigilant mm. because of something else in their life, and it doesn't have to be from actual fighting, mm. will tend to jump. Yeah. And and then, you know, almost instantaneously, then sit back down again. But this, there are some people who the phone rings, they, they immediately mm. jump. The doorbell rings. They, they, you know, think that something major has happened. They two foot off the ground, um, and then they come back to themselves. But those are the people who are hypervigilant that they mm. are. They have an anxiety problem, and so they're just going to stay worried all the time. For example, I cannot help but notice when Facebook keeps messaging me things off the side of the screen here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the messages. Like whoop. I hate that when you get little pings coming up from nowhere. No, so mm -hmm. I'm just trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, explain things for the benefit of our listeners and viewers. Um, so when we're in that state of heightened alert, hypervigilance, we are going to react far more quickly and we're going to react without thinking to things when we're stressed. And maybe not appropriately. Yeah, and inappropriately, yeah. So talking about the kind of person who is prone to hit first and ask later mm -hmm. when confronted with a stressful situation. Or the yeah. mother with small children who screams when they do something typical for small children, but but problematic for them. But the mother's the that stressed out because of being overwhelmed mm -hmm. with everything she has to do. Yeah. After her children. And, and probably not sleeping well. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Not as well. Yeah. Definitely not sleeping well with a newborn. Mm -hmm. Again, just getting back on topic, stress, they say stress is a killer. Stress is something that we can't avoid the stressors. Mm -hmm. But we can change our attitude. Now, what would you, what do you do when somebody says they're feeling overwhelmed or panicky? Do you use grinding exercises? Grinding exercises? Grounding, grounding. Oh, grounding exercises. Sorry, sorry for the accent, grounding. <clears throat> Have to talk more British, Denise. Um, yes, so sorry. <laughs> um, grounding exercises. Uh, can you define that more clearly? Because I probably know my different name. Yes, exactly. It's it's uh, things like taking a deep breath. Yeah. And naming five things that you can see, and mm. four things that you can hear, and th those sorts of yeah. things. So just being being aware of the real place that you are at the time yeah yeah helps to grind yeah ground absolutely you. i do that yeah i don't call them grounding exercises that's a that's a new name for me thank you for that <laughs> add it to my vocabulary um yeah i mean <clears throat> excuse me the most common thing you know with stress is something you, your grandma used to say to you it was always the thing you know if you're in an argument stop and count to 10 before you respond and say something you might regret Mm -hmm. and it's so true because that's you know a grounding exercise does the same kind of thing obviously it's more detailed um mm -hmm. with a grounding exercise where it's observed five things you can see four things you can hear three things you can smell whatever um mm -hmm. you're actually distracting yourself from the stress right as well you're distracting your mind the same as when you start counting 
be distracted. Well, that's, that's that's the thing. It's to remind you that no, you're here. <laughs> mm. This is what's going on right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect for when you encounter something stressful. But to get this stress down long term, chronic stress. Um, that's, you know, that's more to do with the hypnotherapy side of things rather than the giving the client advice. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, you can really, if you can just get somebody who perhaps isn't sleeping well at night time and he's that wound up and they come into you and you can get them to relax, get them to just for the hour that they're there, forget the troubles in the world and really concentrate on them having some time for themselves and then really sort of, you know, take them away to a nice pleasant place in their own mind and really you know really get in there with them and mm -hmm. help them to take that step back so they can really switch off those th those negative thoughts while, while they're in session and teach them how to do that all the days between sessions mm. so that they repeat that experience and so it becomes something that your subconscious expects you mm. to do you expect you to be able to return to baseline and be relaxed mm. and get a decent night's sleep mm. well absolutely i mean we've discussed this before i always give my clients a, a recording to listen to every night anyway to help mm -hmm. them get to sleep and to help them get better quality sleep um because as we all know it's that REM part of the night where mm -hmm. the mind's mm -hmm. sorting its little filing cabinet out um which is how i always like to define it Interest, something might be interesting for our um, listeners and viewers here is on the same subject of REM sleep, how hypnosis sort of replicates that, doesn't it? When somebody's in trance, mm -hmm. um, you can, I, I always observe it, do you, when they've got their eyes closed and you can see the movement underneath the eyelids? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're in that Does REM it, yeah. state. Yeah, well, they're using their imagination. They're, they're yeah. having a little semi-conscious yeah. dream. Mm. <laughs> I do think that people need to remember that, that stress is often good. Even the stuff that feels bad at the time can often lead to good outcomes. Yeah. And, and it is our attitudes and, and our ability to pick ourselves up, back up, ask for help mm. when appropriate, not have other people do the stuff for you. Sometimes, sometimes it's needed. You know, if having a heart attack, that's pretty stressful. Nice if the cardiologist can help with that rather than do it yourself, but it's, it's asking for appropriate help mm. and and trusting that help because mm. a lot of the hypervigilance is not trusting other people you're 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 just everything's bad everything's bad everything's bad and not trusting that it's going to get better mm. have you ever had it where something you you've expected to be stressful and was stressful but you you got all the way through it you get a fantastic feeling afterwards when you've actually done it. Oh yeah, of yeah, of course. Even though it was stressful at the time, afterwards you think, yeah. Well, but that's that's that. an example of that's that's the example of the good the good stress that doesn't mm. look like it. <laughs> yeah, it's if you um, say you have an audition, that's terribly stressful. Mm. But the but what you're looking forward to, it's phenomenal. Having yeah. a baby, very very stressful. Mm. Once they arrive, wonderful. I would have said once they arrive, 18 more years of stress, but... <laughs> that too, that too. It's a lot of give and take in these things. But um, I think that's, I mean, right now, what's going on in Britain right now, is a lot of people who are experiencing grief mm. with the death of the Queen, and it reminds them of the deaths of the other people they love. Um, and that is very stressful. Mm. And But it's, 
it's also cathartic. I think that it's a, um, a sharing of stress, not not going out and making other people miserable too, but but just inviting other people to help you to be in in a community with people. Yeah, that's having connection. people you can talk to. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's really important, which, of course, is part of the stress when you go back to moving. Are you going to be able to maintain those relationships mm. much, much more than we used to be able to? When I came to America, I you know, got to talk to my mum once a month. Nowadays, you'd be able to talk to them several times a day for pennies. Yeah, face to face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but so a lot of those things are able to, but it's not the same as, as actually being in person. And so you need to build a new network where you move to. Mm which is stressful and it's it's the good stress of meeting a new person will they like me won't they like me will i like them you know will they will the children like each other but i'll hate the mother you know basic terms if, you, if you're using that, that analogy it's a bit like switching tribes if we go back because i always mm -hmm. like to use the sort of caveman scenario or cave person um you know it's like switching tribes isn't it and then it, again it's the unknown and building a new one yeah building mm -hmm. a new well having to fit in somewhere which again it's one of those basic mm -hmm. things we're all programmed to try to fit in aren't we mm -hmm. you know we, we... which can and and suppressing parts of you that you think may not be acceptable to the new tribe mm. can be very stressful <laughs> it's part mm. of it part yeah of the well is that old saying isn't it how many personalities do you have well how many friends do you have um. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's a different facet of your personality yeah. each one yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, but some of that is needing to recognize that you have the right to your opinion not necessarily shoving it down other people's throats but you do have the right to your opinion and to value your own thoughts and your own needs as much as other people's not selfishly, but to make sure that you are taking care of yourself and when, again we go back to eating properly sleeping properly exercising aside from unpacking boxes if we're mm. still moving but also going for a walk around the neighborhood get yeah. get some bike ride if you like that kind of thing. well that could be a good start to getting connected going for mm. the walk around the yeah. neighborhood yeah exactly yeah i mean it's when we talk about the all, all basic human needs isn't it we need to feel understood we need to feel connected we need we need to feel heard um mm -hmm. and you know a basic human thing is we all like, always like to feel a part of something well that's brought us to the end of yet another episode denise uh time okay. for us to take our leave so i shall say tatty bye to you for now well good evening to you sir <laughs> and we'll meet again very soon yep. okay all right bye. thanks for listening bye bye We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.